Welcome to the Andy Griffin Show. Wake up! With your chance to sound off, give your opinion, and tell us your thoughts. It's on. It's now. It's here. It's the Andy Griffin Show on News Radio 890. 92.5. KDXU. Southern Utah's News Talk Leader. Welcome to the program. I'm Andy Griffin. Thanks for tuning in today on this sunshiny... Man, what a weekend we have on tap here in Utah's Dixie. Supposed to be 76 today, 80 tomorrow, 80... Well, no, 75 on Sunday and then back to the 80s on Monday and Tuesday. With a little storm maybe coming in Sunday night, but uh, really, I mean, you, you look at today and tomorrow, our recreational type days, and oh yeah, it's going to be really, really nice. Uh, I'm Andy. I'm here every day, 9 to 10. Today is Open Line Friday, and if you want to be a part of the show, love to hear from you at 673-5890. Of course, we all have cell phones now, so you probably want to put in the area code, 435-673-5890. If you want to text into the program, some of you are a little shyer than others. You are welcome to text me at any time at 435 467 Five eight four two. I will. I actually have my phone right in front of me here. I'm going to keep an eye on the text line as well. Make sure we get. Uh, make sure we get you the credit that you deserve. It's ten minutes after nine o'clock. Early caller here. I'm going to get Mike Lee on the line or on the uh, air here in just a second. But we're going to go right to the phone lines uh, first of all on open line Friday. Hey, thanks for calling in. What's up? Hey, Andy. Hey. So, so uh, over. You know, I've been listening to you for a while, and it seems like it's getting. All of these things are being covered that are symptoms. Like, you know, last week we talked about Leah Thomas, uh, whatever mm, yeah. his name is. And so all of these things are symptoms, and we're trying to stop or cure these symptoms rather than focusing on the core problem. Mm-hmm. Uh, so this week there have been a lot of uh, talk coming out from uh, in the Middle East. I think it was Dubai. They, they had the World Government Summit uh, happen this week, and... I think that's where we need to start looking to cure the problems. Um, I don't know if you're familiar with uh, Klaus Schwab, I believe. Off the top of my head, I'm trying to think of what his name is. But sounds German. So things... What's that? He sounds German. Yeah, I think he is, okay. at least from that region. But there's a lot of things that are happening that they're trying to turn the world into this one-world government. Mm. that we need to start looking at and trying to focus on that rather than all of these uh, blockers that they're putting out to try to distract us from what the actual problem is. So you're saying that uh, all the stuff that we talk about on a daily, weekly basis here is is just uh, pieces of the problem, and the big problem is what again? Uh, one world government. That one they're world trying government. to create a one world government. I'm curious, what do you think about that topic as it applies to what's happening on the, in, in Russia and Ukraine? And I, like I said, I, I would condemn Putin for doing what he's doing the way he's doing it. But is that maybe a factor? Do you think uh, Putin is attacking Ukraine because he's afraid of that type of thing? I think that it's all part of the plan hmm. because we, we're learning that the, so the food shortages that are coming, a lot of it has to do with that. Um, because a lot of the, the wheat production comes from yeah. Ukraine in the world. Like 30% um, or something, yeah. Yeah, it's, it's huge. And so if they can create a conflict there, then that's going to cause something. 
and then obviously the oil uh, issues, I believe that's part of it too. And so I think that they're controlling all of these little things, trying to cause a collapse around the world so that then they can come in and take over. You know, one of the things that has prevented a world government, like like you said in the past, has been geographic problems. But as we're seeing now, the world is not literally but figuratively shrinking. Uh, you know, you think about talking to someone in Germany right now, simple cell phone call away or a chat or, uh, you know, get on the Internet, and it's as if they're sitting right next to you. Uh, so perhaps uh, that is hastening what you're talking about as well, the fact that the world has become a much smaller place. Well, and, you know, look at Canada. Uh, uh, Trudeau has, has basically given his allegiance to this group. Yeah. It seems like Biden might be on that same direction. They're getting these little pockets all over the world to give their allegiance to this, and then it spreads on those continents. And so it, it, this ideology, which essentially is, you know, one world government would basically be communism, uh, spread throughout the world. If we can, if we don't stop it in our area, in our local areas, then it's just going to spread and take over everything. The thing I don't understand is um, communist fa- has failed over and over and over again. Communism has failed. Why do they think it will work this way? Uh, I mean, every communist communist attempt has failed. Even China right now, there's so much uh, bloodshed and 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 racism and and. Uh, bigotry in China, uh, communism isn't working there either. The reason why it doesn't fully, I mean, obviously work, they don't want it to work. They want control. Yeah. But the reason why the ideal fails is because people start to realize that this is a garbage form of government, and so they stop giving in. And so that, that, stops, the, uh, that stops the spread of it, and then eventually they come out of it. I mean, most of them do at least, but they keep trying because there's always going to be corrupt people. Great, great thoughts today. Do you have, uh, I always like solutions. Do you have a solution on what we can do, what part we can play in stopping this from happening? Yeah. uh, Live according to the freedoms that you have. Hmm. If they tell you to put a mask on, you don't have to because you have that right. If they tell you, you know, all these things that they tell you to do, like, oh, we don't use cash they do take cash. You just have to give it to them. They'll, they will take it. All of these different things that they're telling us that they're not doing anymore, we can still do. But most importantly, we need to, and I'm, I'm sorry, no, I'm going to go here, we need to worship God. We need to turn, our, turn back to God because mm-hmm. this is a, a nation that was established upon uh, godly principles. So. One nation under God. Yep. I don't know if you heard that story yesterday. A teenager in northern Utah is being awarded a bunch of money because they were giving her a hard time for not standing for the for the Pledge of Allegiance. And I, did, I purposely left that out of my newscast because for, for a couple of reasons. Number one, I didn't think it was that newsworthy. Number two, why are we rewarding someone for rejecting God? And uh, so, yeah, I left that out yesterday. You didn't hear it on KDXU. I know that. So... So, so one more quick thing. So I heard yesterday that there's a group in Florida who's trying to sue Governor uh, Santos, DeSantis, uh, yeah. DeSantis, because of the bill that's uh, been passed, Yeah, because they say it's infringing upon their freedom of speech. So if they win that, then that means that we can begin talking about God in school again as well. If they mm. can teach their ideology, then we can teach our ideology, and we should bring God back to the schools.
Let's do it. Let's do it. I'm on board. All right. Thanks for the call today. Really appreciate it. Good to talk to you. 916 on KDXU. So many symptoms. You know, it's funny, though, even though there's symptoms of maybe something bigger, I know a lot of you believe that, uh, things like this transgenderism and and the different freedoms that we've lost. I still think, like a good doctor, you've still got to treat those symptoms. You can't just say, well, let's fix the big problem. Yeah, eventually we've got to fix the big problem. But you've still got to, I mean, if, if your leg hurts, my leg hurts right now, if your leg hurts, you want relief right away for the pain in the leg. You, uh, of course, eventually want to make it so it doesn't, so it stops hurting altogether and so that the, the underlying problem is taken care of. But you also want immediate relief. You want to take care of the symptoms that are, uh, that are happening right now. Uh, all right, 917 on KDXU. It is Open Line Friday. We'll take your phone calls. I do want to spend, i got a little uh, five-minute deal with Mike Lee that I recorded yesterday. Uh, Mike had a couple of topics in mind. They actually sent me, say, hey, can we talk about this and this? And I'm like, well, let's talk about it. Here's Mike. It's Thursday morning, 7.50 on KDXU, and, uh, well, we've gotten uh, used to having a senator hang out with us a little bit on Thursdays. Mike Lee is here with me. Hi, Mike. How are you? Hey, Andy. Good to be with you. Thanks for coming on the air today. Uh, Mike, I went to a restaurant the other day, uh, got a combo meal. Used to be, you know, you get a combo meal, six, seven, eight bucks, not a bad deal, right? It was $14, Mike. This inflation is killing us. Nuts. This is out of control spending that's leading to inflation. And you know, President Biden released his so called budget just a couple of days ago. Yeah. Calling calling it um, a budget is an offense to budgets and families everywhere. <laughs> that's and, right. You know, they're having to tighten their belts to, because of this inflation they're causing. It's terrible. I had I heard a recent statistic that, uh, and I know you've been on top of this, but uh, the average family just to buy the same stuff we bought a year ago, it's going to cost us like five grand more uh, this year. It's it's unbelievable. Um, it, it's not like these are like, hey, these are like theoretical numbers that might somehow come. This is real money out of people's pockets. You get like a 4% raise for inflation. Hey, great, I got a raise. Guess what? Everything costs a lot more than 4% more. No, that's exactly right. And it's it's worse than that, Andy. In Utah, the inflation rate is actually higher than it is elsewhere. It's up 9.7% over last year. And my Joint Economic Committee team has uh, – the numbers on this and concluded that the average Utah household, the average Utah family, uh, shells out close to $600 a month more just for the same basket of goods and services they buy every month wow. than they did last year. So uh, we're, we're talking like it's more like seven grand a year wow. that they're shelling out. And that's, it's not like they're getting a, a new house for that or a, a big payment on their child's college tuition or anything like that. And no, this is a, this is just going into vapor because of reckless federal spending and bad government policies. You, uh, I, I know you had a chance to talk with some of the folks up in northern Utah about this. Do you, do you have any ideas, any remedy, any thoughts on what we can do about this as a consumer? Yeah, look, um, there are no easy instantaneous solutions. The first thing we've got to do is get the federal government to stop spending money it doesn't have because every time it does that, it's just printing money. Yeah. The definition 
of inflation is too many dollars chasing too few goods. And when we just print money uh, 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 that way, uh, with with the Biden administration projecting, by the way, a $35 trillion debt in just 10 years from now. Mm. Uh, but when you do that, you inflate the dollar. Another thing we can do is ease some of the federal regulatory restrictions that are making it more difficult uh, for people to buy and sell the things they need to do, the things that they do to support their families. And I've introduced a number of reforms to that end, including one called the Ship It Act, which would make it easier for us to get products off of ships, into trucks, and onto shelves. That, too, would, would help diminish inflation, as would some simple changes to energy policy, like getting rid of President Biden's executive orders issued on day one within hours of him being sworn in as president just over a year ago that, that halted oil and gas leasing on federal lands, that halted uh, oil and gas development in the Arctic National Wildlife Refuge, and that halted uh, uh, pipelines like the Keystone XL pipeline. All of those things uh, have an effect, and they're resulting in us having to entertain the idea of getting more of our energy from dictators like Nicolas Maduro or yeah. evil regimes like Iran. Uh, uh, instead of producing it right here at home. Another disastrous Biden policy is the uh, the policy he has on the southern border with Mexico. Uh, things just, uh, it, it's even hard to fathom how bad things are down there right now, Mike. I know you feel strongly about this. I do. And I, I lived on the U.S. border for two years, and uh, I'm appalled by what's happened there. Look, the head of the Border Patrol, a guy named Raul Ortiz, says that the U.S. is set to reach one million migrant encounters within the last six months, just the, over the next few days. That blows the previous record out of the water. At this rate, it take just over 18 months to add the equivalent of the entire population of Utah into the United States, it, 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 with a population consisting entirely of recent illegal immigrants. Yeah. He, uh, Ortiz said, quite troublingly, by the way, that, that agents have encountered migrants from 157 different countries around the globe. Think about that for a minute. Let that settle in. A, a, a lot of those countries, to put it very mildly, are not our friends. And uh, under Biden's border policies, these migrants are released into the interior of the United States with us knowing nothing more than, than that they're here and with them uh, being given nothing more than a slip of paper, kindly asking them to return to attend their immigration hearing at some unknown future date. Which is, it's crazy, which that's, will never happen. That's not going to happen, yeah. And, and, and eventually, probably sooner rather than later, it's going to start affecting the American way. People that don't like this country come to this country. They're going to change everyday America, including Utah. Well, that's exactly right. And, and it's what happens when you bring people in who know nothing of our laws, of our ways, of the way we live, and have come here by violating our laws. That's why, you know, we are a nation of immigrants, and I hope that we always will be a nation that's welcoming to immigrants. We need them to come through the front door, not the back door. Right now, it's all back door. They're just opening the gates, and it's almost like they've removed the door. They're just leaving it unlocked at night sometimes. There's no door anymore. It's as though they're saying, come on in, take what you want frustrating well mike do what you can i know you will i know you'll fight for us uh, here in utah and uh, thanks again for spending a few minutes with us today 
Hey, good to be with you, Andy. Thank you. Always a pleasure. Mike Lee, U.S. Senator, representing the state of Utah. Some troubling things going on. Ay, 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 ay. Mike talked with me yesterday morning. I was able to record it and get it on the air today. Uh, yeah, it's it's uh, it's troubling. I I know uh, Mexican nationals who were deported who were back within a week. Um, I love the American dream. I love the American way. And if someone comes to this country through the front door, like Mike said the right way and has that same dream work hard you'll get ahead uh i'm all for it but if they come in the back door and they hate america and they want to change things so that it's like where they came from which makes no sense by the way and you can apply that to people that come from california or other places they come here and they say well i want it to be like it was where i came from but you left there there's a reason you left there because you didn't like it there Open Line Friday, Seth is on the line. Morning, Seth. How are you today? Um, I'm perfect. Uh, perfect. Uh, wow. Oh, yeah. Well, you know, you can't get much better than that. But uh, <laughs> for Mike Lee, I'm not going to vote for him as long as he's going to hide behind five minutes on Thursday. I want him to face the public and be on uh, your show for an hour because he's running and I'm not likely to vote for him because he can't stand up and face the voters. And he offered no solutions to inflation They're everything you talked about. Mm. What, well, what's he, uh, is he going to adopt some gold backed money so that we don't have to put up with federal reserve notes? I don't. I don't know. That's a good question, and, and I'll have to try and yeah, ask him that and, next and, time. But I will and, vote for Mike Lee. Uh, I mean, the, especially when you consider the other choices. Uh, Evan well, I, Evan McMullen had an attack ad on Mike Lee, essentially blaming him for the January sixth, uh, what he called insurrection. So, uh, yeah, some of the other choices. Uh, I don't know who you would vote for, Seth, except Mike. Well, I'll vote for you. <laughs> a writing candidate, Andy Griffin for senator. You bet. Uh, I did want to thank you again and uh, for your Monday programming with uh, Michael Bynum. Branham, Branham, yep. Branham, I'm sorry. i got to get it right. I'm reading my notes here. They're wrong. I want to give his telephone number, 628-1682, extension 108, at Galleon, and I, I'll mess up. They've changed the name. Yeah, it's Galleon uh, and Welker now. Yep. Okay. So, um, and I want to be specific here. Did you get much of a response um, on your inputs from from that show? Uh, did I get much? You mean like emails and texts and things like that, or what do you mean? That's what I mean. Yeah, uh, no, not really. Although I've had people comment to me in the community that uh, you know that we were grateful that someone's sticking up for the veterans, and I know he he stuck up for you, especially the ones that have been told no so many times. Exactly. Now, um, and I'm talking now to every wife, every daughter, every children, every. Um, Anybody that knows a veteran, and there's only about 10%. And so I'm not going to spend any more time on it other than to say, if a person is able to obtain 
a disability uh, because of service-related injuries, both mental and physical and every other way, we're talking $2,000 a month, from 1500 to $2,000 a month. That's a big now, difference. I don't know if that makes any difference to anybody else, plus a lump sum back to when the, it was diagnosed or when it was confirmed, and that could be tens or twenties of thousands of dollars based on that amount. Now, if those people can use that, and the wife and the family and the situation for um, all, of, all the kinds of things, there's a pension, there is medical services, there's disability, and mm-hmm. I am sure there are other pots of money that uh, are available. And if that doesn't make any difference to you if, you, if you're tired of having your veterans abused, call Mike. Call Mike Branham over at Galleon and Welker. And, and, and by the way, Seth, one thing that, that really impressed me, what he said, he said, it seems like, and, and it's not even seems like, it is, the, the, the fact of the matter is everyone there, all the people handling the cases, their goal is to deny. Find a reason to deny your claim, and, and that's why they have to get the, you know, lawyers involved because uh, it, it shouldn't be that way. So what's the phone number one more time, Seth? Here we go. It's uh, 628-1682, and Mike's extension is 108. And I think he's like a national treasure in three or four states because I don't know. I spent years, like 60 years, finding somebody who had that kind of expertise, and uh, they don't seem to exist. And the people that work for free are volunteers. They, they can get you the smaller hearing or the tinnitus kind of thing, but not the, the really important ones that have been uh, denied. And I, I made the comment that I believe this is like an insurance agency. Their number one goal is denial. Say no. Yep. All right, Seth, got to go. Got folks on hold. Thank you for the call today, and I'm glad you got what you deserved in that in that case. All right, let's go to line three. Hey, thanks for calling. What's up? Is it me? That's you, yep. Okay, I, you know, I heard President Biden say he was going to release a million barrels of oil a day. A day for 180 days, yep. Yeah, kind of the optics right around election time. Well, mm-hmm. a barrel of oil produces about 19 gallons of gas. 19. And America consumes from, I, I looked at it, I believe it was, uh, 2019 statistics, 300, about 340 million gallons a day. <laughs> so that million barrels will give each of us about one cup of gasoline. A cup. Mm, that won't get yeah, you very one, far. One cup per day. And so, you know, that's really going to help inflation. Maybe wrong. That's what I read. And I did the math. And Used to be pretty good math, but that was many years ago too. Anyway, just thought I'd throw that. Comment <laughs> All right, out. thank you for the call. Great information. Yeah, uh, and and the thing about it is, even if it does make a difference, uh, I think we've got to remember that the reason for the uptick in gas prices and inflation in general, it's not Russia. It's not going to be Biden running to our rescue by releasing a million gallons a day for 180 days. The, we need to remember that the reason for inflation is because Joe Biden let his Green New Deal cronies take over 
and we're not producing the gas that we should and oil and natural gas. We're not producing what we should as a country. And, and yet it's okay to buy that stuff from Russia. It's okay if they spoil their part of the earth, not our part of the earth. It makes zero sense at all. I'm late on weather. Let's get, oh, you know what, let's, yeah, let's get, uh, let's get uh, weather going and then we'll come back. Open line Friday on the Andy Griffin Show. Hold on here. Hi, everybody. We're talking with Troy Paul from the Barbecue Pit Stop. The Barbecue Pit Stop is located at 180 North, 300 East. That's right behind Napa Auto Parts on the north side of the boulevard. Let's talk about different types of barbecue cookers. Now, I have a Yoder, a pellet smoker. I also have a pit barrel, which is charcoal. Mm-hmm. What else is out there, Troy? Sure. Well, there are lots of different types. Um, most people are probably familiar with, like, a gas grill. This would be, like, your Weber or whatever it is. You have propane, maybe natural gas. Um, that's what most people are familiar with and have used forever. Uh, probably the most popular recently um, it would be pellet cookers, and that would be like your Traeger, Camp Chef makes some great ones, uh, Yoder, like like what you use. Mm-hmm. Um, th- those are probably the most popular now with smokers because they're so easy to use. Now we have different types, some other charcoal cookers um, that are out there. Each of them has a different good use. So if you want a gas grill, that's awesome, and we can supply those, and we've got some really excellent ones. If you want a pellet cooker, nobody has a better selection um, than we do or expertise on that. Um, We are a Traeger Platinum dealer, um, and so if you're interested in pellet cookers, then we know them inside and out. Um, But basically, gas is great for quick, convenience, hot, and fast cooking. Mm Mm-hmm. If you want to smoke foods, then pellet cookers are really simple now as well, but they they add so much more flavor. It yeah. now tastes wood-fired as opposed to, uh, you know, gas-fired. <laughs> You're not going to get a burger in 20 minutes, but I'll tell you what, what you do get when you get it is pretty amazing. Oh, man, it's so good. And it's, they're just so easy now, too. They have them with Wi-Fi and all these different things, but they're... They're incredible. If you're looking for just more information on that, come on into our store. We can talk you through it for sure. All right. Uh, real quick, uh, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm a hickory guy. I love my pellets. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, you know, you can't just cook one kind of pellet, I guess, for every. Oh, I'm going to re-ask. Doesn't matter the quality of pellets as opposed to the flavor. Oh, okay. 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 All right. Yeah. Yeah. I, I went the wrong way with that. Okay. So, Troy, let me ask you this. Does it matter which brand of pellets you get? Or, or are they all the same? It, it actually matters quite a bit, Andy. Really? Yeah, and they all look the same, and you think, oh, a pellet's a pellet. Um, but the difference is the type of wood that they use is going to provide a different combustion. And so some of them are going to be more efficient. Some of them are going to just produce a lot of ash mm-hmm. and not great flavor or consistency. Some of them can be harmful to your oven that you're cooking with. It'll start to jam the auger or different things. So you want to make sure that you have a good pellet that has a good wood base on it. And the place to get those is at the Barbecue Pit Stop. It's 180 North, 300 East, right behind Napa Auto Parts on the north side of St. George Boulevard. Thanks, Troy. Thank you, Andy. I do love my barbecue. Welcome back to the program, Open Line Friday. Thank you for holding on over on the phone lines. Let's go right to your phone calls. Hey, what's on your mind today? Thanks for holding on. Is that me? Yeah, that's you. Go ahead. Oh, fabulous. Hey, um, I wanted to point out that Biden wants to release oil from the strategic reserve. Right. That 
Okay, the strategic reserve of oil in the United States of America is a military asset designed to allow the military to have the fuel to fight a war. Right. It's not meant to lower the gas price by a penny or a nickel. It's not meant to do a darn thing for the gas price. It's meant to let America defend itself in time of war. Unless that fuel is used for war, that is misappropriation of government property, because that is what defends us from Russia, from China, from Canada, whatever, in war. That's what fuels our tanks, our ships, our jeeps, our Hummers. He said, uh, He said, well, we're going to replenish that gas. Uh, through where? Yeah, that's exactly my question. Come on. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, we'll just call Russia and say, "Hey, we need to replenish. Can you hook us up?" I think that's what he's thinking. We're going to be in war with you in a month. Can you uh, can you (laughs) give us eight hundred and eighty million gallons of oil that we squandered because I'm a stupid idiot? No, this is a military asset, and it's there's no reason to be releasing it. I felt the same way when it's been released before, but this time is just like, hey, we have this chunk of oil. Why do we have this chunk of oil? And and I think that what I was reading is that's like a third of our complete uh, uh, reserve. It's, it's a third of it uh, he's going to release. Unbelievable. Well, that's about a, a year's worth of fuel for the military. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Hey, appreciate yeah, the phone that's call. That's what it is. It's military fuel. It's not, it's not civilian fuel. Yeah, misappropriating it. Thank you. Appreciate it. Let's go back to, uh, let's go over to line two. Hey, thanks for calling in today on Open Line Friday. What's on your mind? Good morning, Andy. Morning. So your first caller uh, today I thought was uh, quite uh, succinct, and, and he, I think, has got the right idea that, you know, all of these things that we're talking about uh, are all really just symptoms of the bigger problem. And if you don't know what's happened to us, how in the world are you going to come up with solutions to it? And that's our, our biggest problem right now is the lack of understanding. And if you want to understand what's going on, it's not that difficult. You just have to turn the TV off, quit listening to, uh, you know, the mainstream media because yeah. they're going to continue to peddle the narrative. And it's, it's all lies. I think most people that are paying attention know that. And so, you know, M- Mike Lee, uh, Mike really, I support Mike, but, you know, the problem is there are no solutions in Washington, and certainly Mike Lee might want to, but, you know, one of his solutions was to get the federal government to stop spending too much money. Really? Yeah. Yeah. How are we, we going to do that? Good luck with they've that been, one. Yeah, they've been overspending for decades, and so that's not a solution. That's one of the problems. And, you know, Biden's not responsible for the the fuel prices. If he is, then who's responsible for the outrageous housing prices? One of the the things he said, uh, speaking of the budget, he said, uh, Joe Biden talking, uh, calling it a budget is an affront to anyone who's ever actually lived with a budget before in their lives. Because there's there's no attempt at all to actually, you know, live within your supposed means. And the Republicans aren't any better than the Democrats. You know, right. Trump's, Trump's budget blew out uh, Obama's numbers, and that's because these guys don't know any limit to spending money. They've been doing it so long, they think that they have a magic credit card that has no uh, consequences to spending it. And the reason why, and by the way, you didn't answer my question about housing. 
uh, if Biden's responsible for the fuel, then who's responsible for the crazy housing prices? Well, I I tend to believe it's it's related. More well, the more expensive. Yeah, go ahead. Well, it is related. It's a hundred percent to what Mike Lee talked about. Too many dollars chasing too few goods. Yeah. You know, most people were so preoccupied with the pandemic, they didn't really notice what happened in March of 2020 to the stock market. It collapsed. The stock market went from around 3,000 uh, uh, points to 18,000. And within a matter of about six to seven months, it was right back up and even higher than it was before. How in the world did that happen? They threw money at it, right? Exactly right. And who got the money? Well, the airlines, the uh, cruise lines, the banks, all of these, you know, major uh, wealthy corporations to begin with are the ones who got all of this money. And so, you know, you were asking for solutions. There's plenty of them out there, but it all starts right here in Washington County and in our cities. You know, we're not going to fight this from the top down. We've been thinking, you know, well, we just got to get the right guy in office. That has no effect on what happens to us. We have to start making sure that the people we elect uh, at the county level, at the city level, and even at the state level. I mean, look at our governor. That's obvious that we need a, a change there. But we have to stop looking overseas. It's interesting to talk about Ukraine and Russia, but honestly, how does that affect you day to day? What we need to do, and by the way, I don't know if you finished Glenn's book. You know, if you want to know what's going on, it's all there with solutions in the back. And so I would recommend that, you know, if you want to know who Klaus Schwab is and what he's doing and the things he said, read the book. Mm -hmm. And uh, as far as the solutions go, we have to stop electing people who believe in private, uh, public-private partnerships. It's called fascism, and it's a new problem that we're facing the world over, is that you have these big corporations partnering with our, our governments, and they're the ones who are doing the bidding. The government fills their pockets full of money, and then they force upon us transgenderism. They uh, allow the border to be, uh, you know, completely wide open because it serves business needs. The problem is fascism. It's not communism. This is about uh, a, a cobble. And I, look, I know this sounds crazy, but look around and come up with a better uh, explanation. It's because... The elite in the world have decided to partner with the corporations around the world and to force us into servitude. And if somebody's got a better explanation, I'd love to hear it. But uh, the answer is pretty clear. Our government at all levels have partnered with corporations, and they are now doing each other's bidding. There was uh, I don't know if you remember the original uh, movie Men in Black, Will Smith and and uh, what's well, Tommy whatever his name is, but uh, one of the lines from that movie, and I know it's a, fa- a f- you know science fiction movie, but one of the lines from that movie is uh, these aliens live among us, they do their own thing, and they're here, and the only way that American people can live with it is they don't know about it, and I think sometimes I feel like uh, Steve that. That that's how everyday American. If I get up at six o'clock in the morning and I go and I'm I'm on a roof all day, especially in July or August, 110 degrees, and and I get home and I'm exhausted and the kids need you know there's a, a soccer game and the kids need need dinner and and you know whatever, 
at that point, I don't really care who's trying to take over the government or who, who you know, you know what I mean? I, I guess the, the thing I think about, and, and this is a balance I try to strike as host of the show, is I have a lot of people like you who really care and who are really tuned into what's happening around the world, but 98% of people aren't. They don't. They're just living their lives and trying to make it through every day. And so I find myself sometimes, as we talk about this, I, I find myself sometimes going, well, yeah, but how does that affect, you know, John Smith over there who has to write, you know, a thousand lines of code by five o'clock or his boss is going to chew him out? Well, that's exactly right. And because there are so many distractions, uh, you know, in Roman times, it was all about bread and circuses. Our circus is our telephone. It's the websites, it's yeah. the text, it's all of the, the craziness that distracts us from actually paying attention to the important things. And if you look around our town, um, fast food restaurants and restaurants are just, um, you know, uh, it, it probably outnumbers other businesses uh, substantially. And so we're, we're highly entertained with our electronic devices yeah. and we're well fed and fat. Probably most of us, I know I am. <laughs> and and it's, so bread and circuses, keep them entertained, keep them fed, and we can do anything we want with the populace. And that is where we're at. That's yeah. why I say it's so important. You know, we're going to be electing uh, county commissioners and uh, state legislators. What do these people believe? First of all, do they even understand what's going on in the world? I've talked to several of them, and you know what, Andy? They don't have a clue because they're so distracted with all the things that will get them elected. We all talk about water in this area. Forget the water. You know, with, with uh, diesel and gasoline at 5 6 $7 a gallon, I doubt if there's many trucks going to be running in here bringing us uh, our supplies because... Everything comes by truck, and every trucker has a budget, a real budget, one that matters. And when the fuel cost and the cost to operate his truck or her truck becomes too onerous and they're just not making any money doing it, they're going to quit driving. Yeah, yeah water's important. The gasoline and the diesel, uh, the oil. Our entire world runs on oil. It's the master resource. And we ought to be thinking about that more so than, I mean, it's fine. We got water, but we're not going to have anything else. Yep. Good point. Hey, I got to run. Thank you for the phone call today. Always great to talk to you. Let's go to line one. And then I got to get this commercial break in. Hey, thanks for calling. What's up? Yeah, just, I'm not sure which is the scarier thought, whether the people that are in leadership now are too stupid to know what they're doing hmm. or that they know exactly what they're doing. Mm, boy, that's that's actually a really good philosophical thing to think about. Is it is it scarier that they're clueless like Joe, or is it scarier that the people who are pulling his strings are not clueless? Mm, good point. Thanks for the phone call today, 949 on KDX. You've got to get a commercial break in. We'll spend uh, just 30 seconds here on Joe Show. Joe Shoney is a loan consultant serving Southern Utah, has been for more than 25 years, and his goal is to make sure that you, the customer, know exactly what's going on with your loan at all times. You go online to experience.com and read the reviews, five-star after five-star after five. I mean, there's pages and pages. I'm scrolling down like four pages in there, all fives. They're all fives. There's got to be a four in there. So, oh, there's a four point. Somebody gave him a 4.66 stars. I don't know how you can even do that. 
Uh, anyway, yeah, the reviews are in. Joe Shoney is a guy that everybody thinks uh, is doing a fantastic job with their loans. Give him a call today at 435-590-6300. Joe Shoney is NMLS 121041. And a fun open line Friday show so far today. We still got a little bit of time if you want to call in at 435-673-5890. Also, if you would rather text into the program, I have a bunch of texts in from our impossible question of the day today. Uh, also, my wife was texting me earlier. She's getting close to her retirement uh, from government work and is looking at a uh, second career. She found out they've got a, job openings over at Morris Columbus Travel. She's like, I can, I can be a travel agent. That'd be cool. Uh, next week, a couple of things uh, to note. Uh, Tuesday, Olivia and Colby Jenkins will be on the program. I'm actually really, really excited about this show. Uh, Olivia become, has become the first Southern Utah female to ever go to West Point Academy. She's a senior at Pineview. She's going to go to West Point next year. Her dad, Colby, is a colonel and a former special ops guy special forces guy from Afghanistan. And uh, they're going to talk a little bit about, he's going to talk about some of his experiences. Olivia's going to talk about what she did to to uh, get the scholarship and a chance to go to West Point. Uh, they're also going to talk about Academy Night. Academy Night, I believe, is uh, uh, to, uh, Wednesday night or maybe Thursday, uh, where the academies, Naval Academy, Air Force Academy, and West Point Academy are going to be giving out uh, 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 scholarships to uh, hopefully to local people who want them of earned I know we have some pretty strong uh, ROTC programs in the area and uh, yeah it's really cool also next week uh, Wednesday Dr. Blodgett will also hear from author Paul Cardall yeah it's just very fascinating got a new book out talks about uh, well the name of the book is The Broken Miracle We'll talk to him on Wednesday as well. And uh, Mayor Randall will be with me on Thursday, on uh, Mayor Thursday. We'll hear from Michelle. I was trying to get her on uh, two times last month, but uh, every Thursday she had something booked. Maybe it's an excuse. I don't know. I'll have to, I'll have to talk to her about that. Uh, a couple of other news notes that kind of jumped out at me. Uh, this one really jumped out at me. Uh, let me get to the right page here. Uh, listen to this. The average American that goes to work, not the ones that are retired, but the average of working American is taking home more money. In fact, as part of the latest federal jobs report, officials revealed that the average hourly earnings among adults in the United States of America is $31.73 an hour. $31.73 an hour. I can tell you right now, I don't make that. Even even with perks, I don't think so. That's a, an increase of about 15 cents from previous times, but I'm just looking at the average hourly earning. By the way, it's an increase of 5.6% in the last year. Uh, but who's making... I, basically, the rule is you take your hourly wage, multiply it by two, and then add the thousands at the end, and that's about what you make per year. So basically, this is saying that the average American makes about $64,000 a year. Uh, yeah, that's, that's, that's pretty good wages. You know, if, if you have two of you working, uh, your household is bringing in, uh, what, 125000 130000 a year. That 
I mean, we complain about the price of housing and things like that, but you can afford a $2,000 a month house payment or even a $3,000 a month house payment if you're, if you're bringing home $10,000 a month as a family. Uh, I mean, these numbers are not doctored. They're not changed. They're not, uh, you know, media messed with or anything. It's a lot of money. That is a lot of money. All right, let's go to the phone lines. Got about the three or four minutes left in the show. Hey, thanks for calling in. What's up? Yeah, just real quick. Next time you interview Mike Lee, ask him what he thinks about Mitt Romney wanting to endorse him. I think yeah. that's a slap in the face. So he, uh, he may not want to comment on it, but it's somebody ought to talk to our favorite senator that we need to get replaced real soon. So, yeah, have a good day. Bye. Okay, thanks for the call. Yeah, I thought that was fascinating. News last week, Mitt Romney, I think we even had it on our, our hourly newscast here on KDXU, was uh, Mitt Romney came out and said he will not endorse Mike Lee uh, as he runs for re-election. Mitt Romney's not up for election, but Mike Lee is up for re-election. And Mitt Romney said, no, I'm not going to endorse him. To me, it's like... Okay, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go ahead and get the guy that everybody thinks is doing a really good job, and I'm going to tell everybody that I don't like him, and I don't think he's doing a good job. It's more bitterness to me, Mitt Romney. Unbelievably disappointing. Somebody, said what I, somebody actually asked me yesterday, would I vote for Mitt Romney if he ran for president again? And I actually have some serious misgivings about ever voting for Mitt Romney again. I voted for him the first time when he ran for president against Obama. Thought he would have been a good president. Uh, And then when he lost the primaries to Trump, he turned into this bitter guy who's unhappy about, well, seemed like just about everything. Mitt Romney is showing his true colors. And and when he fails to endorse Mike Lee, that tells me a lot. Hey, thanks for calling. Uh, You're on the Andy Griffin Show. What's up? Yeah, I'm sure that... um, uh, that uh, Romney doesn't realize this, but by him failing to endorse um, Mike Lee is probably the best endorsement that any Utah would need. <laughs> Good point. Good point. Thanks for the phone call. Yeah. In fact, I will go, I will take that one step further. I think Mitt Romney failing to endorse Mike Lee is the first nail in the political career, Utah political career of Mitt Romney, because Mike Lee is, in my opinion, is doing a fantastic job, and he's working hard to to represent who we are in Utah. He fights for us. I really feel like he fights hard for us. And with Mitt Romney saying, I'm not going to endorse a guy that fights for Utah, basically saying, I'm not going to fight for Utah. I am a Democrat in Republican clothing. That's what it seems like to me. Uh, anyway, thanks again to Mike Lee for coming out and, and for all you guys for calling into the program today. Been fantastic talking to you. And, and uh, you know, the alarm is sounding in all of us. Uh, it's hard. It's hard to listen to the alarm when you have, you know, the kids screaming in the other room, when the lawn needs to be mowed, when there's a water shortage, uh, when you go to work and the boss wants a piece of you more than you can give usually. Uh, it's hard to think about bigger pictures. Uh, I would say most of us are going to have to continue to try to treat the symptoms in our lives, try to make our everyday life better. But, you know, a good friend of mine once told me, lift where you stand. That means make, make the world a better place where you are in your immediate vicinity, and uh, the rest will follow.
the rest will follow. 9.59 on KDXU. Time to get news on. Again, a lot of cool shows next week. Even have an author scheduled for Monday. Hopefully we can come to follow through on that one. I'm Andy Griffin, here every day, 9 to 10. Actually, 6 to 10. Thanks for listening.